Welcome to episode 47 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, Mike, better than most, not as good as some. I had to think about it for a second, but yeah, I'm there. Um, How am I, Dave? Funny you should oh, ask. Sorry, Mike. I completely, hey. I was so, I was, I was still actually trying to think about how I was. I don't, I don't know why, but. Well, hey, but you know, I think you know how I am. And like I told you, in ep- like I told you and our listeners in episode 42, the Bears suck. Um, <laughs> they were at one time five and one, which we, I think if you even listen back to the episodes, I even agree that five and one, I mean, I even said, hey, we're the worst five and one team in the history of the NFL. Well, now we're still a pretty bad five and four team. And, um, I couldn't help but notice today on the broadcast against the Titans in Tennessee, Nick Foles, the quarterback. And, yes, disclaimer, full disclosure here to our listeners. I do admit I was cheering for Nick Foles to come in to, to be our savior, so to speak. So the old adage is be careful for what you wish for. You just might get it <laughs> because – and I couldn't help but notice as, CB, uh, as Fox went to the break – uh, a bracelet that Mr. Foles had on his uh, wrist. Um, something along the lines of uh, WWJD. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick. The first thing he's going to do is he's going to fire that candy-ass coach of yours. And the second thing he's going to do is he's going to release your sorry ass because you're pathetic. So that's what Jesus is going to do. If, if you're the one asking on national television with the WWJD bracelet, buddy. So – <laughs> I know some Eagles, and I tell you what, I would, I would assume, I would just assume the Bears, if the Chicago ever gets fans in their stadium, which I doubt will happen in 2020. Oh wait, Biden's a president, so their COVID is over with. That's right, because Biden's a president, because COVID was Trump's issue, so COVID is over with. So it should be a sold-out Soldier Field the next home game. <laughs> Insert eye roll emoji here, um, but. <laughs> You know, so, I, I mean, it's just whatever. I, I mean, when they do have fans, every fan should be able to write on a, a piece of paper who they want to be the quarterback. And if it's a, if it's a 57-year-old, 40-year season ticket holder, so be it. Because Nick Foles plays as if he has piss running down his leg. He's so scared. Now, I agree his offensive line is terrible. It's not his fault that Anthony Miller fumbled the ball. It's not his fault that David Montgomery gave up a return fumble for the Tennessee defense for a touchdown. Right. The blame goes with the quarterback, and Nick Foles blows. And, hey, I wanted it. I got it. So, shove it right up my hoop. Sand, no, you know, sandpaper finish, no lube. Um, anyway, before we get into the NFL, the NCAA, and many other sports, Dave, we have a trio from the Arvon Brewing Company today, which we'll, we'll discuss in greater detail in our second segment. But what we're going to kick the show off with is the old double Kalamazoo, a double right. England style India Pale Ale, 8.8% in the infamous NA. NA. IBUs. So. I'm going out of my CJ Sports Michigan color glass. Oh, wow. Check it out. Oh, that's, see, now that's almost too scary, Dave, that we'd be on the same page like that. It's got the very, very, very typical IPA. Because episode 47, Dave, here, we're coming strong with the IPAs because last week we didn't have any. So we're right. coming strong with them. So. Without further ado, cheers. Cheers. Oh, nice. You're going to like that, Mike. Wow. Yep. Very good. <clears throat> like it. Um, anyway, all right, before we get on to uh, college and-, and others, one note, game has not started yet tonight, but – the odd fact of the week, I thought, as Tom Brady has played seemingly forever, they're playing the Saints tonight in Sunday night football. 
Yeah. And Tom Brady has never, never been swept by a divisional opponent. So really? there's, there's some heat on tonight's game because the Saints beat him in week one. So, yeah. I mean, if, if the Saints win tonight, this is marks the first time ever that Tom Brady lost twice in the same year to a divisional opponent. So, um, huh. We got that going for us. So and Breeze might have the touchdown record over him if that were to occur. One would assume. Yes. Um, anyway, what, what what was your takes on the NFL? I mean, I, I suppose we could go back to week eight of the NFL, but hey, there's so much happened in week nine. Forget the past. Let's just stick with today. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I had. Um, in my uh, NFL challenge, I picked uh, the Chiefs uh, plus fifteen. And minus, when I turn that, when I minus, think, huh? Minus fifteen. Or well, yeah, the way they do it in the app, you know, it's they do it a little bit different. But yeah, in the betting world, it would be a minus fifteen. So um, yeah, and then I turned that game on and saw in just about I couldn't. I think it. When I turned the game on, the Panthers might have even been winning. I can't remember, but yeah, it was they, they they jumped out front early, and then Mahomes took over. Yeah, and then I couldn't believe it. Um, and uh, I called the Bears and Titans like I thought would happen, uh, just a little outside of the the point range. Uh, really surprised about the the Seahawks and the Bills, but the talk earlier in the day in the NFL countdown, actually, those guys were right. Um, it just, you know, with, with better weather and I don't know, the, the, they saw the planets aligning for, uh, for Allen. That's his last name, right? The quarterback for the bills. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, no, no, no. Jake Allen. Oh, touchdown chargers. That's so, uh, charger with the walk off. <laughs> um, yeah, it, uh, I'm sorry. It's uh, Jake Allen. Kyle Allen had a horrific ankle injury in today's game. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so Jake, but, Allen, Jake Allen went off on the, on the Seahawks, but, uh, but nothing else super surprising the rest of the day, I guess the Giants finally had a good day. Yep. And actually a, a good day, which actually hurts her draft choices. Um, right. the, and, Ravens, uh, the Ravens, uh, and my Lamar Jackson, uh, came through. So that was a good thing for me. And now I'm just waiting for the saints and the Bucks. Right, and then uh, didn't you mention what was your question you had for me on the NFL? What is there you you had a question for me regarding yep. the playoff contingency plan? Yeah. So, what do you think about the playoff contingency plan? If for some reason the league has to shut down, they would have a sixteen-team playoff, and everybody would be seated by winning percentage. All right. So, and it would just be like the sixteen teams at the time of the. I, I mean, I, I okay. I thought because I. I was confused by it because I don't understand how adding teams makes sense in a – oh, wait a second. Now I, I've got disrupted because now the Raiders are going crazy as if it was not a catch, but I, I could have swore that was a touchdown, but we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, so what you're saying is the contingency plan is like, let's say the whole world gets COVID tonight and the NFL can't play for eight weeks. They'll do kind of like the NHL and go 16 team. Oh yeah. yeah there's no, I, yeah. I don't, that's not going to happen, but I, I guess it, you know, it right. makes sense. Got to have a plan B. I mean, it, it's silly to go yeah. forward in life with no plan B. Yeah. I think that's, that's just all they're trying to do is have a plan B in case the worst happens. And <clears throat> so I guess the worst would be an asteroid, you know, the size of Texas crashing into the earth, but the worst in terms of, you know, not being able to complete a regular season and have to do an abbreviated. Right. But the, the NFL is <laughs> going to finish their season. So one would uh, think onward and upward to the, uh, they're still on the booth review listeners and they, they're here comes the referee. I think it's a touchdown chargers for the walk-off win. Oh, it's been changed. Oh, the Raiders win. Incomplete pass. I think it's a horrible call. Absolutely horrible call. That is a touchdown. 
And Anthony Lynn finds yet another way to – and even 31 for the Raiders is praying. He's praying to his God. He said, I cannot believe I caught a break. I got beat so bad. Anyway, I didn't see a WWGAD bracelet on him, though. Um, the Raiders I, could use a win because I think they just got that, fined 500000 for uh, COVID violations. Uh, yes, they did. And that's um, that's terrible, though. That That's a touchdown. Listeners, tweet us, email us, let us know what you think. The, the Chargers got screwed. Um, anyway, off, off and on to college football. Um, can, I, can I just bring up one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Did you see the new Snickers commercial? NFL fantasy Snickers commercial? I don't think so. Who's done it? Nobody in it. It's just, uh, I, I, I would call it uh, – uh, fantasy night mix-up would be the title of the commercial. Oh, so yeah. You... Yes, I have seen that one, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. <laughs> you did haven't I had call... any... Go did ahead. Did I call him Jake Allen? Maybe. His name's Josh Allen. I don't know. Fuck, I'm not even drunk yet. I'm screwing up all over the place. But it, it's probably because my fantasy team is, gets its dick knocked in the dirt so often I can't see straight um college football yes uh, did you happen to watch notre dame and clemson dave i did what was, take, what was your favorite takeaway from the game well you know other than the fact from, that lost yeah i mean my takeaway from the game was kind of like people were saying before the game is like even if new even if notre dame wins they're gonna lose because lawrence isn't playing quarterback and and clemson's defense is beat up and so if Clemson loses, they're going to have an excuse. But, um, you know, the couple of first-half turnovers, uh, ETN handing the ball off to, uh, was it Jeremiah? Um, can't remember. Um, Jeremiah, oh, I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to try yeah, to pronounce that. I, I wasn't trying to pronounce the guy's name who started for Lawrence. But, uh, oh, you're not going to try? I was going to make you try to pronounce his last name. No, I – yeah, that, that was. I think that's close, Dave. We're gonna go with that. What do you mean? What do you mean close? That's right on. Is it I've right on? Pra- oh, I've we're, going, we're still going with it, so go with it. Ui Angalale. Um, but um, you know, besides Etn handing the ball off to Notre Dame for a touchdown, you got to remember Ian Brooks also fumbled the ball going into the end zone. I mean, that could have been if he could have tucked that ball, that would have been another score for Notre Dame. Um. And the fact that um, that DJ Ui Angalale, he uh, he had four hundred and trying to find it in my notes. He had four hundred and thirty nine yards passing and two TDs. I mean, is Lawrence going to do any better with that with the uh, with Notre Dame's defense? I think not. No, um, and that's the thing. My favorite takeaway from the game is. They call him Baby Gronk. He's a freshman tight end, number 87 for Notre Dame. And you really, awesome. had, you really had to be on your game and really paying attention, which I, for whatever reason, was. I think his name is pronounced Mayers. His first name is Michael, last name Mayers. Oh. And, every made, and every time he made a big play – the PA, the PA address system in Notre Dame would play the theme from uh, Halloween. I thought that was cool. Now, <laughs> how that's the biggest takeaway from a top five battle like that, hey, that's anybody's guess, but that's what I was listening for. Um, and then they oh, – the I'll tell you what. One, one, of my, one of my other takeaways was um, – is it Kyron Williams? I hadn't I hadn't seen Notre Dame play this this uh, year yet. Number twenty three, their running back. Yes, I don't know why Etn is you know all over every like he can't not mention his name. This dude is fast. Holy cow! I mean, he is Williams is fast. I mean, I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just going to start calling Ian Brooks the quarterback Houdini because he should have yeah. been. Pay- he should have been pancaked a dozen times and somehow got out of the pocket and got the ball where it needed to go. Right. And um, I don't think it'll affect 
the college playoff landscape too much because, okay, so Alabama goes to one, Ohio State goes to two, Notre Dame is three, Clemson's got to still be at four, and then the two of them should meet up in the ACC title game because I don't think there are any divisions in the ACC. So, I mean, unless Clemson with Lawrence beats Notre Dame by like 60 – Notre Dame should still get – I mean, I, I guess the only way that a four team could squeak into the final four would be if Notre Dame beats Clemson with Lawrence and Oklahoma State wins out or something like that. But, um, but yeah, good for college football. No, the number 15, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, go to 7-0. and what, The Chanticleers have never been in the top – 15, I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that off the whim because I don't uh, I don't think they've been. And then the other game, right? Did you happen to catch uh, uh, the number 25, Liberty Flames <laughs> at Blacksburg against Virginia Tech Hokies? Did you, did you happen to see that? No, game? I just got the highlights. Anyway. I just um, got the highlights. All right. I saw the game and what a finish. Now, I'm going to put a disclaimer on it in that perhaps Liberty heard the, the uh, whistles and stopped, but Liberty is lining up to kick a 59-yard field goal. Ice the kicker, they call timeout. Virginia Tech does. But as always, the play goes through, and oddly enough, Virginia Tech blocks the field goal returns it for a touchdown, wins the game. Oh, nope, they didn't. There was a timeout called. So uh, they come out back out. There's eight seconds to go in the game. It's fourth and six. <clears throat> and here's the brain fart of the game. I mean, you know, hey, call a timeout to ice kicker. Some Most coaches do, some don't, whatever. I mean, I don't know why you would try to ice a kid for 59 yards. Nobody expects <laughs> 59 yards, but anyway, you know, that's part of the game, whatever, whatever. So anyway, they iced them. So now they get another shot at a 59 yard field goal. All right. Well, what Liberty does is like, all right, well, all right, fuck it. You know, we're going to throw the old Hail Mary. So they line up to go for it. Eight seconds to go in the game. And Virginia Tech puts literally seven guys back on the goal line. As if, like, all right, well, you're not going to beat us. We're going to go to overtime. Let's go. Because it's a tie game at the time. Right. And then, so what Liberty does, like, all right, well, there's eight seconds left. If we do just a quick out step out of bounds, if you're just going to give that to us, then we'll do it. So that's what they do. Fourth and eight. Everybody's back on the goal line. Liberty takes a snap, throws it, completes it. They get the eight yards because you got to get at least six because if you don't get the first down, turnover on down, they get eight yards. So now it's a 50-yard field goal attempt, splits the uprights, Liberty wins. Liberty beat Virginia Tech. Liberty and Coastal Carolina are in the top 25. I don't think that sentence has ever been uttered in the history of college. <laughs> no, I don't think it has. Not at all. Um, um, Big Ten. Yeah. I, don't I, think other, I think other than Ohio State, Big Ten is just mediocre at best. Wouldn't you agree, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, Michigan State seems like they got their shit together, and then, um, and then, and then they lay an absolute egg versus. I mean, Iowa was a good team, but I mean, well, they're, not that, they're not. They're not that good. Nah. We're all in two. Who, who the hell knows what happened there? And then Michigan, Jesus, I mean, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not parody. I don't know what it is. It's it's. Uh, I don't think. Did you see the post game interview by Harbaugh? No, I did not. Oh my God! I wish you would have. I wish you would have. It's got to be out there on YouTube. It was. I mean, even for let's put it this way. I thought it was so bad. I hope they don't fire Har Harbaugh. I hope they keep him around. Because that'll mean just more W's for Michigan State in the rest of the 
it was it was bad. It was there was no finger point. I mean, I don't want to say there should have been finger pointing, but it was just so. Oh, the kids, you know, they're executing uh, in practice. We just can't get them to do it in the game. And, you know, they're almost there. They're almost there at that level we want them to execute at. You know, and pretty much it was – he sounded like a, a – he sounded like a, a career politician. And it was just this pointless rhetoric that – I mean, he – I don't know. And the glasses he was wearing, absolutely ridiculous. I don't know who the hell – I don't know. But, yeah, I hope they keep him around for a long time. I did see an article about that where most of the Big Ten coaches were actually hoping they would keep Harbaugh around. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, you know, the act has worn thin. I mean, you know, whatever. It's like, all right, well, you know, because obviously they haven't made the adjustments needed, and especially at a school like Michigan, you, you should get better results. But now, other side of the state, um, you know, like you said, Michigan State. I mean, I I watch that game, and I'm prone to over exaggerating, as most of the people who know me know. And that was, I think, that could have been the worst half of football. Iowa tried to run the clock out, up twenty-one nothing in the first half. And scored 14 points trying to kill the clock. So, I mean, it's like, you know, that's no things are going bad. It's like, I was like, well, fuck, we're trying to run the clock out, but you just keep giving us points. So, um, and hey, before we rate, tongue tied, before we rate double Kalamazoo, last little bit of sports here in segment one uh, Chase Elliott wins the NASCAR Cup championship. And no eyebrow raising here. The four guys that were in the – and this, is, this doesn't do well for podcasts because it's no video, but – You can't see the air quotes. Quote, the air quotes. The four drivers in the uh, NASCAR Final Four finished one, two, three, four. Insert eye roll emoji here because that's just fucking stupid. I mean, come on, not one of those four guys that went for broke and you know lost the tires. Hey, come on, the, the four guys in the playoffs finished one through four. Come on, I haven't seen this biggest conspiracy since uh, Mister Kennedy was diving over the back of that Cadillac going for a piece of skull. No, oh, Jesus! Wow, that came out of nowhere. All right. Anyway, let's go. Let's go ahead and rate the double Kalamazoo. Very good IPA flavor. Um, that's that's the bat signal. Not a lot of pop to it though, and thus it's going to keep me under the four point range. I'm going to go three seven nine just because not a lot of flavor to it. Good IPA zing to it, but not a lot of flavor pop. So you had three seven nine, and the reason I'm going to go at a three eight five is because it's got a lot of flavor to it. Um, very New England style, hazy, fruity, um, kind of a, a light orange uh, grapefruit flavor to it, and it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have a, a big punch in the teeth. So. I could actually have a few of these um, and feel pretty good about it. So that's why I'm going 385. All right. Hey, it, hey, you're rating. I mean, ain't nobody going to judge you for it, Dave. No, just given the rationale. All right, Dave. Hey, before we get to cloud cover, our second tasting of the night, um, both of us were good half point well not a good half i was a half point and you were just under a half point below the untapped rating of double kalamazoo which was 4.29 but now in fairness to us the 4.29 of double kalamazoo from arvon brewing company was based on a whopping 27 check-ins <laughs> but before we go in any further our second tasting 
Cloud Cover by the aforementioned Arvon Brewing Company. And I, I'd like to let the listeners know if you're in the delivery pattern, I had to have it delivered to my mom's house at zip code 48602. And loyal listener, Sister Jen, thanks, Jen, for receiving the product unfettered. Um, (laughs) Because zip code 48609 is not in the delivery path, but Arvon Brewing Company, you can order beer online. And a couple of our tasting tonight, Dave, were actually canned on 11-4. I mean, so this is, this shit's like right out of, you know, the right out of the back. Yeah, right out of calf's teeth. So, um, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, what, what a novel concept. So this is a Grand, Rap, a Grand Rapids Brewing Company, cans their own beer, and they deliver it to you as long as you're in the right jurisdiction. I mean, obviously, they're not going to deliver a can of beer for $4.50, 766 miles out of the way. I mean, that's hell, that's just bad business, Dave. I mean, right, you know right. how much you want to taste beer. But so, I mean, I ordered all three of the selections, and I, I kept trying 48609, and the guy I work with, Eric Javitsky, who lives in Bay City, he's like, no, you just got to put your zip code in. I'm like, I'm putting my zip code in. So there's no delivery dates. And I'm like, and then he he texts me a picture of the map, and I'm like, oh, I bet you 48609 is just on the outskirts. So I'm like, but I think my mom is in the middle of that. So I, you know, I, I put in 48603 because I was – fucking brain dad and then <laughs> when my sister texted me back she said well we're actually 48602 i reached out to the uh arvon brewing company via instagram and say hey look you know i fat fingered this and not trying to pull a fast one 48603 48602 are both within your blah 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 and they and they said well anyway hey send us the order number will correct it. We'll get it delivered. And lo and behold, they were an hour ahead of their delivery schedule on Saturday, dropped off the beer. And then I picked it up from a mom's house and here we are sampling it. But anyway, so double Kalamazoo, I had three, seven, nine, you had three, eight, five and on tap a poultry 27 check-ins. But then again, I mean, I mean, hell it was just canned. I mean, give them some slack, Dave, for Christ's sakes. It was a 4.29. <laughs> right. So our second, second selection from Arvon Brewing Company, cloud cover, 7.9% alcohol. So let's tap this bad boy. And there's a bat in the moonlight on the can. And as Ruby and I walk, now that we set our clocks back, I get freaked out because we usually go for a walk at 10 to five. And by the time we're on the back end of the rail trail, it's dark and there's bats overhead and I get freaked out by it. I don't like it. I don't like bats. And they better not fuck with Ruby and I, because I won't have it. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to do a cloud cover by Arvon Brewing Company. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> it's like it's uh it's like his um brother or sister beer, but with a with a little more kick. So you more, more kick than the double Kalamazoo? Oh, I thought the double Kalamazoo is really smooth. I was thinking it was a just like the double Kalamazoo, but tone tone back a little bit. But hey, beer is beer, and we're going to choose to enjoy it. And let's continue on. We got to go to Larry's fa- Blackhawk Larry, his favorite segment of the podcast, without question. I know it is. I mean, he's probably driving down the road right now, like, God damn it, who's in the lead of the flights, football, and anything else, fantasy football league. My God damn it, I got to know. All right, well. All right, Larry, since you put that kind of pressure on me, coming into this week, I finally took the lead at 296 points. Henry Leapfrog Josh, courtesy of a 
six-point week in week eight by Josh. Josh had a Mike Evans touchdown last week, and that was the only points he had. So Henry, I'm at 296. Henry's at 268. Josh is at 266. Dave, you're bringing up the rear at 164. I had a solid week this week with 44 to bring my nine-week total of 340. Wow. Henry went off. Henry went off with 56 points, so he's at 324. So Henry's only 16 behind me, and Josh is 46. 46 and 266 is like approximately 314. So he's 10 behind Henry, but he has Kamara and Evans left, and Dave, you're at uh, 192 with Thomas left. And I'm shaking in my boots here because you guys got McCaffrey back today. You got 12 points, and I'm just holding on for dear life. And I'm going to say Mahomes, who has not had his bye week yet, which is going to hurt me. I just hope to hold on for dear life. So, Dave, I mean, you you've been bit by the injury bug big time. So, yeah, I don't know what yep. else I can say about that. But it, what else you got to add for our? Uh, First ever flights, football, and anything else fantasy football contest. Well, hey, I figure, you know, three weeks ago, I thought if I got to 200 points, uh, that would be a win considering, like you said, I got bit by the injury bug. So, you know, I'm, I'm nearing that point and hopefully um, <clears throat> Tom, or, uh, McCaffrey will push me over the edge. All right. Well, yeah, well, I'm open not, but it's going to be an interesting finish and – Best of luck to everybody. Nah, just kidding. Fuck all of you. I want to win. I got to win something. My my other fantasy teams are, I mean, it's like uh, the Hindenburg. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's of it all and everybody's just jumping off. I mean, it's like, it, I mean, it's like, you hate to make a joke of it. I'm not really making a joke of it. It's like on September 11th, 2001, the camera's showing people jumping out of the building. It's like, you know you're fucking not looking against good odds when your other alternative is like, you know what? I'm jumping from 100 floors, and we're going to see what happens. And, I mean, that's where I am fantasy-wise. I'm at the 100th floor of the World Trade Center. It's like, motherfucker, uh, let's see what happens. And I'm jumping because that's how bad my fantasy teams are this year. I know to our many, many uh, New York listeners, that's probably in poor taste comparison, but hey, you get the point. I mean, I, I'm having a bad fantasy year, and really, when it, when it push comes to shove, that's when push comes to shove. <laughs> a little bad healing for you. You know, when push comes to shove, it's all about my fantasy team. So, jumping out of a 100-story building, not really my issue, and as long as it doesn't fuck my fantasy team over too bad. Well, all righty then. Uh, this day in sports, you want to go first? Or you want me to? How many you got? Well, I've got four. Right, but I have more. some in reserve in case we have the same ones. Yep, you got a lot more of me, so shoot, shoot it. Go for it. Actually, I want you to go for it because I will pick one that you didn't. You all know right. what I mean? So, November 8th, 1970. Easy math guy for you here 50 years ago today tom dempsey of the new orleans saints kicks an nfl record 63 yard field goal now some would argue hey just like um the guy uh, oscar pistorius who came later who ran with metal bands on his feet he's at a disadvantage because Tom Dempsey had a clubbed foot. Nobody ever kicked a 63-yard field goal until Tom Dempsey did so on November 8, 1970, against the Detroit Lions. Of course it's against the Lions. Well, but here, they got a couple of wacky tie-ins with you here. Now, that record stuck for 43 years. I mean, when you hold a record for 43 years, that's pretty amazing. But um, December 8, 2013, so one month from today, Matt Prater, the current Detroit Lion field goal kicker, broke Tom Dempsey's record with a 64-yard field goal 
in a home game in Denver. So there's a little asterisk on that because the mile high, the ball travels faster. So, but anyway, so the record held for 43 years. And not only did it hold for 43 years, I mean, 30 is to the, for 28 years. Nobody came close till Jason Elam again in Denver kicked a 63 yarder in 98. Janikowski in 2011, I believe that also was in Denver in 2011. David Akers kicked one in 2012. Graham Gano in 2018. And then uh, Brett Maher, 2019, last year, you know, part of the champs fantasy football team. Kicked to 63 yards. So five times since Tom Dempsey did it in 1970 was it tied. And then Matt Prater finally broke it December 8th, 2013. So a 43-year record. Pretty nice. Yeah. Um, now, 1966. Let's stay on an NFL track here. 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson signs the antitrust immunity to the AFL-NFL merger, which became what we all know today as the NFL. So uh, without, that, without that signature uh, from Lyndon B. Johnson giving immunity to the league in, in terms of, um, you know, antitrust, um, you know, having a monopoly, I guess, on professional football, that, you know, the, the current NFL wouldn't be what it is today. No one. Thanks, LBJ. You're the man. Um, November 8, 1989, or 31 years ago today, Cubs Jerome Walton wins the Roy, as they like to call it, or for you commoners, the Rookie of the Year award. Why did I bring that up, Dave? Why? Well, it just goes to show you that because you win the Rookie of the Year award, it doesn't mean you're going to amount to shit because, <laughs> number one, if I would have just said uh, 1989 Jerome Walton, would you have known what I meant by that? Nope. Nope. Didn't think you would have. And it's it's no guarantee of a career's worth of success because Jerome Walton finished his 10-year big league career with a 269 batting average, 25 home runs, and 132 RBI. Um in that Rookie of the Year campaign in 1989, he hit five of those 25 home runs and 46 of those 132 RBIs. So it was just – it's one of those things that, hey, Jerome Walton won the Rookie of the Year, and then uh, who's Jerome Walton again? <laughs> That's why I brought that up in my TDIS. All right, my last one. I'm going backwards this time. I'm, I'm going back to 1951. Yogi Berra wins the first of three M MVP awards. And the reason I bring that one up, normally maybe that wouldn't spark a, an interest in me in bringing that up in this day of sports. However, what would we be doing today without the very, uh, let's say, funny Yogi Berra quotes? So I want to do the top, top four Yogi, Yogi Berra quotes, okay? Going in reverse, going in reverse order, it's like deja vu all over again. Now I don't know if he was talking about the club or the, you know, remembering something that had happened previously. But anyway, that was number four. Number three, you can observe a lot just by watching. And number two, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. I'm hoping I have the same number one. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you, I think you know what number one is. It ain't over till it's over. Oh. Um, my favorite yogiism is uh, uh, I'm gonna screw it up, but it'll, you'll, you'll get the gist of it. But it's, uh, okay. 50 50 percent of the game is ninety percent mental, or ninety percent of the game is fifty percent mental. One of the two. Yeah, he said. He said, yeah, baseball is ninety percent metal and the mental. And the other 50% is physical. All right. There you go. Um, what, have you watched anything of a uh, note lately? I finally got caught up on uh, Liz and I are watching The Last Dance, believe it or not, like a year later. 
We are through <laughs> seven of ten, so we still have three to go. I mean, it's not like it's going to be any mystery what happens because you know the story of Jordan and whatnot. But and all I bring it up for is a make sure you watch the unedited version, and b um, we I personally try not to mention the other league in this podcast, but if you ever want to battle me in a wits of who is the greatest basketball player of all time and you bring to the table that phony no good loser lebron james and compare him to michael jordan i spit in your face sir because there is no comparison between the two you know i i suppose if we're going to go wide the 2020 pustified version of basketball maybe james could lick the taint of michael jordan but if we're gonna go in jordan's times uh lebron james <laughs> couldn't sponge the residue off of jordan's dingleberries which makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> And that's and Michael Jordan is so much far and away the king of NBA. And if you think Jordan, if you think James is better than Jordan, you should check yourself into a psychiatric hospital and just call it a day because there's no comparison whatsoever. <laughs> what? What? This there's no way this has to do with basketball, Mike. No, my name's all over. Did he steal beer out of your fridge? No, he just he just known Michael Jordan, Senator. Okay, I know Michael Jordan, and you're no Michael Jordan. All right. Well, the only other thing I was going to bring up in this segment was the Houston Open, which is at this point this year is a warm up for the Masters next weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then also something you might look forward to is the Champions for Charity golf outing. That's where they have, uh, typically they have one uh, PGA uh, Tour professional and one professional athlete from another sport. But this year on November 27th, it's going to be Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley versus Stephen Curry and Peyton Manning, which they've already started uh, pretty much uh, roasting Charles about his golf swing and his golf game in the commercials. So it should be pretty entertaining, you know, probably minus, I guess Stephen Curry is pretty good golfer, but it, it, it might be entertaining uh, listening to them giving Charles a bunch of crap about his game. But other than that, are we ready to rate this? Yeah, I am. Okay. You first though. Yeah, I've, I've got mine. Mine's, uh, mine's gone. Um, I'm going first and... Let's see. Hmm. I thought this one had a little more bite, maybe a little less New England flavor um, and a little more uh, kick to it in terms of uh, bitterness. So the, I, I would say the IBUs were a little higher on this one, but pretty much, you know, in the same in the same ballpark. So I have to go. I'm going to go three point eight zero. I think it's that close to the other one. All right. Jeez, well, man. You know, we're in our 47th episode, and, you know, I, I think we're becoming like yin and yang, Dave, because I thought it was had just a little bit more bite than the double Kalamazoo, and I went 3.88, so. Right in the ballpark. Yes, sir. All right, Dave, well, uh, cloud cover from Arvron Brewing Company, I gave a 388, you gave a 380, and like the first tasting we had, we both of us were about four-tenths of a point under the untapped rating, which Cloud Cover had 114 check-ins at 4.20. So, you know, we're talking minuscule check-ins, so, hey, we're right in the ballpark. But right. third and final right. tasting tonight is... Yet, like I said, you know, another one from Arvon Brewing Company. It's called Equalizer. IBUs are the NA, so it makes you wonder if um, Arvon Brewing Company, now I'll have to reach out to them via Instagram and see if they don't really monitor that aspect of their brewing 
company, but uh, we uh, sampled double Kalamazoo, cloud cover, and equalizer, and none of them have an NA or an IBU rating. So, uh, but equalizer 8.4, and our third and final tasting, but I personally love the fact that they deliver beer to your house. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> deliver beer to your house, can't beat it. So, All right. Let's get the third and final one tracked. It's another double New England style IPA, so I don't guess it's going to be a ton different. You still got that hazy pour to it. No, it looks the same as the other two. So, anyway, without further ado, we're going to eat. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Yeah. A little more tartness to it than the other two. But yeah. Um Yeah, that's the highest IBU of the three. Yeah. Yeah, there there is some bitterness to it for sure. Um hey, before we go to the random question, what do you got? Let's let's tie up loose ends, toss and volley. Admin flow, yin and yang. What do you got, Dave? I'm just, uh, whatever I write down, whatever I think about how games are going to go on Sunday, I should write that down and then do the opposite. Because uh, I thought with uh, the addition of Antonio Brown and all the weapons that Brady apparently has, um, I wasn't anticipating. I guess, you know, the Saints, de the Saints defense is pretty good. They're a top five team in the NFL right now. I mean, depending on who you talk to. And I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't think the, I didn't think the Bucks would get blanked in the first quarter by any stretch, but it looks like that might happen. Yeah. First quarter hell, looks like the first half. Hey, you know, that's why they play the game to the end and we'll see what happens there. So. Uh, Not over till it's over. Right, Mike? Yeah, or or as they like, to, or as the kids like to say, that it's not over till the fat lady sings. Do the kids really say that, or is that more of an older person saying? I don't. I haven't heard a kid say that in a while. But hey, before we uh, go any further, though, um, we're at episode forty-seven. So, what do you think? Uh, maybe episode forty-four. I brought to the attention of the uh, no horses. <laughs> Every time Ruby and I go on the rail trail, we go by the no horses. The no horses sign? Yeah, I can see Ruby like she just stops and quivers and you can tell she's just like beside herself. She just can't go on. And she's just looking up back at me and she's like hey dad I haven't seen any horses you think they got rid of the horse or and I'm like I'm like room yep they put the no horse crossing sign up and you know there's an awful lot more glue in Thomas Township than there used to be because we never saw a horse on that trail, but once they put the sign up, somebody just had to put that horse down. I mean, it's like, and, <laughs> and you can see Ruby cringes every time we go by the sign. She's just like, I can't believe it came to this. And I'm like, Ruby, we just got to keep going. I mean, that's what life's about. You, you, you meet your challenges head on and you just got to keep on going because that's what it's got to be. I mean, some poor horse had to be sent to the glue factory because <laughs> never did see a horse on that trail. But once they put the sign up, no horses, somebody just said, you know what? Hey, if, if, if we can't walk you on the trail, you old mare, we're just going to put you down. <laughs> well, whatever. So anyway, hey, but hey, whatever. It's like, but the horse, the, the rail trail community is happy because there's no horses. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. There was probably some dumb regulation because I I've seen horses south of Swan Creek. There's an actual trail, and I've seen horses there. But why something? Yeah, I've seen a horse too. I want then you know what, Dave? In our subdivision, I want you and I to put. I want you and I to lobby to get the no horses like right on the corner of Sue and Madeline. We put that bad boy up right next to the stop sign. He's like, if you have the audacity to bring your horse into this fucking area, <laughs> we ain't standing for it. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey. Anything else before we get into a uh, random question? Nothing else. All right. And, hey, I'll tell you what. Last week, you asked the random question about fights, brawls, scuffles, tussles, this, that, the other thing. And, hey, you know, loyal listener Blackhawk Larry loves the fact that we don't, or he's, he, he's adamant that we don't rehearse the random question. And part of the problem with not rehearsing random question is I cannot believe I flipping forgot <laughs> this tussle that I was in, which was brought to my attention by loyal listener Jason Moeller. And, you know, last week's random question was, hey, you know, describe a fight that you were in. You know, I gave you a couple of my elementary school fights, and I, I'm quite embarrassed to admit that the one that I forgot was um, I started co with a company I work with in 1994 or, give or take within a year met a few people that worked with me a couple of my buddy a couple of their buddy anyway we rented a, a, a limo bus stopped at Hooters in the Flint area and we went and watched a Monday night football game at the Pontiac Silverdome. No, I don't misspeak younger listeners. That's where the Lions used to play their home games. It wasn't always Ford Field. It was the Pontiac Silverdome. And the Bears were a bad team. Mike Tomzak was their quarterback. Scott Mitchell, Barry Sanders were the Lions. I mean, the Lions weren't great, but they were a lot better than the Bears. And I, I just went to drink. Anyway, right. so all the, all the guys in the bus are trying to goad me into betting on the Bears. I'm like, look, Bears suck. I, I'm not betting on the Bears. I'm here to drink beer, have some fun. We're going to have a good time. They all left it at that. Go to the game, get the game, get in the seats, corner the end zone. And uh, as planned, uh, Scott Mitchell, Barry Sanders, Herman Moore running rough shot over the Bears. And lo and behold, the second half, the Bears get a first down. I stand up. Gave the proverbial bricks cheer. The guy in front of me was a Lion fan. Must have really had a hard on for his Lions because, I mean, fuck, you're up 20 points. He looks at me and says, why don't you shut the fuck up? I said, why don't you shut the fuck up? And, you know, so I stand up, and then Brian Adams all of a sudden just – anyway, melee ensues. Got people running up, running down. <laughs> you know, I come, I get my, I get myself off the, the floor of the corner of the end zone seats. See, red out of my hands. And my man, I fucking take that guy good. Little I know, just what was trickling down my face. And like, oh shit, that was me. You know, because somebody jumped on my back. I hit my head on the seat. But anyway, so that would have been the ultimate brawl scenario that you were asking for in our random question last week. So, but Hey, but lack of preparation and, but Hey, I, right. Jason, well, I'm glad you brought it up now though. Yeah. Jason, thank you very much for bringing that up. Cause that was in fact, one of my, I don't know if I'd say 
claims to fame. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so without further ado, we're going to segue into this random question. All right, Dave, give, I need you to give me minimum one, if you can come up with multiples, bonus points for you. What tattoos are you going with? And I'm going to go ahead and exclude, you know, love, hate on your knuckles, um, wife or kids' names on your bicep. Be creative here. If you had to give yourself some tattoos, what are your tattoos? Uh, okay. So first, I almost went with some friends in college and got a Sparty. At the time, it was popular to get a, uh, a Spartan on your, uh, like, uh, just above the ankle. Um, so I have to I have to pause this random question because are you why? Um, is it Tatum Hill? Who's the quarterback now? It's not Breeze. Or were they doing a Wildcat? Breeze just, dude... hit, Breeze just hit Michael. No, Breeze just hit Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. Okay, I don't, I don't, whoever, whoever took that ball right there, that was insane that did the. Well, that was, that was Taysom Hill. Okay. But you're, you're like a few seconds behind me because the Saints just scored a touchdown. Well, what was Hill doing? Was that a Wildcat or was he coming in for Breeze to give him a breather? Uh, John Payton, he's a COVID survivor, so he just rolls at the sleeves. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know what rolls at the sleeves means. But. Right. Uh, but that'll be at ESPN Highlight tomorrow morning. Anyway, getting back, what tattoos would I have? Uh, it would be a Sparty. Uh, something um, – I had a – I had a friend that I taught with uh, some years ago that shows up one day. And this is um, when I was at work and he, uh, I was teaching a, a middle school PE class at the time. And he shows up for work and he was teaching a class and he goes and changed, changes from his school clothes into his t-shirt. And he says, hey, check this out. And he, he had um, like almost like a Gaelic um, cross across his entire, you know, the, the horizontal part of it was across his entire back. And then from the base of his neck down to the lower back. And it said, um, I've got your back or, you know. Jesus has got your back or something like that. And I was just like, holy shit. It's not, you know talk about going for broke i would not do anything like that um i might put some type of a some something like that maybe on a shoulder or nothing i would never ever do anything crazy like across the the whole of the chest or the, the across the back or you know it would be it would be something it would be something smallish if i did it oh all right well See, the thing is, is I can't get a tattoo anywhere. I can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Right. You know, and, we, we, and then we all respect that. So, um, <laughs> Your next question should have been, Mike, I didn't know you were Jewish. Well, no, we all knew you were trying to uh, play into a, you know, Jewish faith. and So, um, yeah, see, now I'm going, I'm going full patch, Sons of Anarchy, on my back. <laughs> That's number one. That's tattoo number one. Right. And then at some point, if I can learn to push the steering wheel to the right when I want to turn left, loyal listener Chuck McPeak and I, and I'm guessing Nick Witzke, we're going to start our own chapter and and just like ride with the wind on that front. But until I can get the <laughs> act of on a motorcycle, you push to the left to go right and you push to the right to go left, which is still mind boggling to me. Um, I'm going with the Sons of Anarchy tattoo on my back. And then 
either chest, I'm going to go subtly naked women incorporated with a Bears logo and a Red Sox. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's going to be tastefully done. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, <laughs> so kind of a James Bond uh, sports kind of a tattoo, right? So I don't know. I don't know if the C, the C for the Chicago Bears is going to be like the outer labia. Will <laughs> still be tastefully done, or how it's going to work? But I'm, and that's going to be on either pack. And then I'm going to go with the Sons of Anarchy patch on the back. So, you know, I, I'm, I've got tattoo artists. Oh, there's, I've got tattoo artists fully engaged in like, I think we can do that, Mike. <laughs> We're going that route. Well, I will be, I'll be looking forward to seeing how that turns out. All right. So, now, without further ado, we're going to go to equalize. We're going to rate it. Now, how do we phrase this, Dave? Because if we could ever get Arvon Brewing Company as like a sponsor, because they're, hey, fuck, they're delivering beer to you. I mean, I mean you got to pat them on the back for that, right? Oh, that and the fact that they're very, very, very solid IPAs. They're, 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 yeah, they're delicious, drinkable. Right. Oh, here, here's my only head scratcher. Where that's why I put that asterisk. Oh, I nailed it. Asterisk. I nailed it. Fuck yeah! Finally, forty-seven episodes in. Um, is it me, or were double Kalamazoo cloud cover equalizer? Very, very similar. It's not just you. Okay, so yeah, no, it's they—they are. I would say, yeah, no. The only the difference, you know, had a uh, wow. The double Kalamazoo had the full body New England fruity hazy without the IBUs kind of a taste. And then I, well, I'm not going to get there yet because you're supposed to rate first, but I really couldn't tell a difference between equalizer and, and cloud cover. I'd really have to have them side by side to really try to get a difference. Well, it, and that's why I brought it out. You know, I'm not going to throw our brewing company under the bus because how the fuck they fucking gave Grand Rapids and delivered our beers. I mean, you got to give a thumbs up for that. Yeah, and canned on. They're, and, they're, and I'm not knocking because I'm not, it's not like, oh, Jesus Christ, it tasted like drinking Cytheria's piss squirt. Like, no, that was nasty. I never, I'm not saying that. All three were very drinkable. And yeah. it was like, okay. But then, once, you know, as we're sitting here, we're shooting the shit about this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, we do double Kalamazoo, we do cloud cover. Now we're, we're into Equalizer. And as I'm drinking Equalizer, I'm like, solid beer. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to fucking discourage anybody from drinking Equalizer. But can you t could you go to your brother-in-law and say, hey, I'll tell you what. Cloud cover is a lot better than Equalizer. There's no fucking way that I would drink equalizer over no you'd say hey, you know anything from Arvon brewing company is okay. yeah, yeah. A selection anyway without further ado i mean equalizer it's hard for me to say if i like any because i rate i do my ratings as all the listeners know and what i like best for the night and i went i i Three seven nine three eight eight. I'm going to go for equalizer because I thought it was very slimmer. I'm going to go three nine three for equalizer. Three nine three. Wow. Okay. You like that the best. 
Well, as I said before, I don't need to repeat it. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to tell a difference. I'd have to have them side by side. So I came back with a 3.80. All right. So your favorite was a double Kalamazoo then? Yes, correct. And, hey, you know, as we uh, finish up episode 47, Flights Football, anything else, uh, it looks like Tom Brady is going to finally have a divisional opponent that he's lost twice in the same season do because they are getting to the woodshed. Yeah, as we wrap this motherfucker up, New Orleans is winning 28 to nothing. So, hey, you know, I, I kind of say that with a little gloat in my statement that because I thought New England would still do better than Tampa Bay, and New England ain't worth a Ben Dick, but <laughs> but hey, who knows? Long way to go yet. Just like I keep telling my fantasy team that can't get out of its own way. So, what can I say? What? Well, let's wrap this motherfucker up, Dave. What do you got? Nothing. I, Mike. I don't. I. I think we've. Um. I think we need to. Yep. So, one last pull of the uh, Arbonne Brewing Company equalizer. And I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>